Welcome, everyone. We are so glad you're here to chat with us. I'm Lauren, and I'm joined by my amazing teammate, Alex Travis. Hey, Alex. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and we're honored today to have Melody Trimble. She is the CEO at St. Francis Hospital here in Columbus and United Way's next campaign chair. Welcome, and thank you for being here to chat with us, Melody. I'm so glad to be here, and hello to everybody. <laughs> Well, so to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, it has a big history here, y'all. I have a little age on myself, but it's been a fun fun few years. Um, I'm uh, one of five children, and I think there's a story behind that because I'm the only daughter, and I have four brothers. Mm. Um, my dad was in the military, so I had a very uh, strong, um, I will say a strong ethic, background of work and work ethic and um, true patriot. He was in the military. So we were the five little Kelly kids that um, we learned how to do everything. Um, in fact, I met my husband by fixing his car um, because my dad was so strong and my brothers need to know how to mend and clean and oh. all the things that my mother would do and they're great cooks. And by the same token, I needed to know how to fix a car, roof a house, um, plant a garden, you name it. So wow. it was a fun journey. Um, there's moments I'm sure I'd like to forget, but most <laughs> of them, um, they were fun growing up. So um, my father stationed back in uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky, uh, and he lived there until he died. And then my mother as well in the home that I've lived in since I was seven years old. Uh, so a great journey. Um, we all went off to college, and I'm happy to say we're all college graduates, all five of my brothers and I, um, all graduated with our master's, and my baby brother is the only one that got his doctorate. So wow. yeah, so mom and dad did something very right. That's um, right. And how important education was to them. And um, at Eastern, um, I went and met my husband, Mike. We actually were in an ROTC class together, and I spotted him <laughs> over there. And uh, my junior year, we uh, started dating and dated for almost six years before we got married. So um, I graduated. I'm a nurse. Uh, graduated with my bachelor's from Eastern Kentucky University. Went on to UK and got my master's and then did some postdoc work at Bellarmine in Louisville. Mm -hmm. And um, so Mike and I married, and he was a a young man from Paintsville, Kentucky, in the coal mine of okay. Kentucky, and we moved there, and uh, we've been married for um, almost 40, 40 years this year. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, 40 years this year, and um, we have two beautiful daughters, Mary, <laughs> who followed in my footsteps and is a nurse, um, but plays nurse but she's um actually a volleyball coach and uh <laughs> some at a christian school where our children go in knoxville grandchildren she has three little ones or not they're not so little one <laughs> ready to be 16 so i guess oh. he's not so little anymore yeah but 16 14 and 12 so she has our two grandsons and granddaughter and then my youngest daughter's michaela and she lives in mexico city um oh. part-time she has dual residency and She's an author and a writer, and um, they they are very one eighty. Sure, both, both beautiful spirits. So, and I got into nursing. Um, I graduated back in nineteen eighty, and um, 
It has afforded me opportunities beyond my wildest dreams. Um, and I have loved what I've done every since the day I started doing it. So, yeah. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here in Columbus. Well, I am delighted to be here. Thank you so much, Melody, for telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Melody for the first time about a month ago. So still being relatively new in my role, still meeting folks. And Melody um, is a part of our development and engagement committee. And so I met her about a month ago. And you, your first impression, Melody, I don't think I've met anyone else quite like you. Um, <laughs> you... <laughs> you made a great first impression because you went around the table and said, Hey, before we get started, if we have time, I'd really like to get to know everyone a little bit better. And for each person to tell me a little bit about yourself, tell me something not work related. I want to get to know you as a person. And that really stood out to me. I don't know if I've ever had that experience anywhere else. And I know I'll never forget it. And it just says a lot about you and your passion for people. And to me, you strike me as someone who's a servant leader. Um, is that something that resonates with you? And if so, where did you learn that? I, I know earlier you talked about ethics being really important with your family and how you were raised. Is that where it comes from? And and what do you think are the most important traits for a leader to have? Oh, well, that's all packed. You know, um, golly. I'm going to say it did start as a child, and I don't think you ever really connect the dots as you're growing up until you sit for a moment and reflect back and go, how did I get to where I'm at? Yeah. Um, and I am blessed. I mean, I had four brothers, and look, I was tougher as a pine knot. You had to be, <laughs> right? But, um, and my dad was gone a lot. I mean, he was a patriot, and he was gone more in my than in my life. Um, because he was in some war, some mission, always mm -hmm. abroad. So I think it really um, brought what family was. And um, my mom used to say it was a wagon wheel. And our names were on a wagon wheel. And, you know, it's her and the four boys and myself. And if someone got sick, you know, it wasn't like we had someone else to come in, but we just had to work and all of us pull on the wagon wheel. Mm -hmm. So it was never about your job or my job. It was here was the mission. Here was the reason we got up every day. And, um, you know, it was okay for the Kelly kids to pick on each other, but it wasn't okay for you to pick on the Kelly kids because there was consequences for that. Mm -hmm. We were family. So, and I say that with a lot of pride because it was about the person to the right and to the left of you. And if my brother said, Mel, we will pick you up at X o'clock, we're going to be there. Short of death, they would have been there. Yeah. And they always were. And so I think as a leader, your team has to depend on you. And um, sometimes it's, you know, it's not the title we care, like you said. It's the the people that stand there that are dependent on what you are doing and that they need you to hold true to your word. And I think as a leader, I've done that. And also, I think it, my mom and dad, whether they realize it or not, they taught us really valuable lessons. Some of it was, the generation. My dad, my mom just died a, this last year and she was 93 years old. Mm -hmm. My dad was 11 years older than my mom. So they came in that generation where, you know, nothing was given to you. You had to work for it. And I think that's what 
mom and dad also did for me and my brothers is that um, we could do anything we wanted to do. Um, my parents did not have the means to send us all to school, um, but there were a way that we all could get there. And there was nothing more important than that um, to get our education and see the potential you had. And it wasn't, I was a girl and the boys were a boy. It was, what do you want to do? Hmm. Now, I think I went into healthcare because I have four brothers that were all daredevils. <laughs> well, they were out doing something that caused injury. I was there to take care of them after the injury. So I do think there was a little of that. But I also think the tenderness of my heart, which it is super tender, was the fact that my dad was in the military. Yeah. And there was something special about, um, and I tear up when I think about it, because every time my dad left, I didn't know if my dad was coming home. And every kid in my neighborhood was the same way. And my brother, my oldest brother, who's five years older than me, six kids in six years. Mm. Um, uh, my oldest brother, you know, when the Jeeps came around to tell of a loss, you know, we wanted to hide. We didn't want yeah. that. So there was that just tender heartedness that I think we all took care of each other. And still to this day, I think God knit me perfectly for healthcare. Yeah. I can you know, get, I can do it when I have to do it, but also there's a tender side of me that goes, man, there's a humanity there. And so I think, you know, I kind of get off track here, but I just think uh, my raising just knit me perfectly for where I am. Um, I, I, it isn't about me. It is about the person to the right and the left of me. It is about what can I do to help you be successful um, and I think my pride and I'm careful with pride, but when I'm so happy and, and proud is I'll have someone come up to me and say, do you remember when you did this? And I went, no, <laughs> it was 20 years ago, but sure. that was impactful to them yeah. in that moment. And I thought, all I did was believed in you. Yeah. My mom believed in me. I'm the glass ceiling. I'm in a position that you know, I, my mom and dad didn't make it about what you're a female or a male. It was, you want it and you want to work hard, sis, you know, go for it. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, listen, my daughter, my youngest daughter, Michaela, I tell this story on her because she's our, our, our writer and our creator of writing <laughs> novels. And I, I credit myself is, you know, she was the little kid that, we got the wagon for her and she went up to the guys that were building houses and got all the scrap metal or wood and her daddy built her a workbench and they didn't want to let her go to woodworking because she was the only girl in woodworking. I went up there and said, dudes, that's all she does. Right. She loves it. She wants to make stuff, let her create. Um, it didn't matter that she was a girl or a guy. She just loved it. And look what she's doing today. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's how I was raised. And that's what I believe in people. What is it you want to do? And how can I help get you there? That's incredible. I love that. I mean, like you said, Melody, going into healthcare, all healthcare professionals, they have a heart for people and that tenderness that you talked about. They want to give back to their communities. But I feel like that also, those are some of the best traits of a leader as well. You're concerned with, helping those around you and getting them from point A to point B. 
And so I just love that and really respect that about you. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Someone believed in me. That's all it takes sometimes. Right. That's right. All it takes. Yeah. I don't think we realize how impactful our raising is to our future. Um, and, and just goes to show um, how that manifests in, in, in the future and, and what we can be as, as leaders and parents and mentors to others. And it makes a huge impact. Well, I know, um, Melody, that moving into the next campaign year for United Way, that you talked about wanting to be united for hope and that just exemplifies your personality and your love for people. Will you tell us a little bit about where that came from, that idea and talking about the whole person and caring for the whole person? Well, oh God, first of all, you know, this is personal, but um, I just thank God every day I get to breathe (laughs) that that I am, I am blessed beyond measure. And I am of the belief, my faith belief is that, you know, we're put here not for what we can do for ourselves, but it's what what we can do for others and to exemplify and glorify God in in the process. So um, when I think about United Way and, you know, I have been blessed. And I think my daughter, Michaela's taught me this more than anyone I know is that, you know, she went to Madagascar. She traveled all over the world before covid and um, she called me pretty just, just saddened one day from her journey and said, Mom, she was getting in a taxi and there were children there that were naked and eating out of the gutters and begging to get in the car with her. Mm. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about faith and, and her faith is definitely stretched at times because of what her eyes have seen and mine have not. Not in I'm the sure. world. And she said, I never realized how grateful I need to be because I'm your daughter. And she said, because where I was born, where I was born helped my faith. And mm-hmm. she said, I am that child is no less a child of you know God or anyone else, right? And I looked at that child and went, oh my heavens. And then looked at I could be that child. Yeah. And so I think. You know, my kids, I always, and I, I I believe my mother-in-law, my mom, my husband, who's got such a tender heart too, we'd both give away the farm. <laughs> um, but it is about, you know, how do you help others out? And um, then knowing that it can all be taken away in a moment from us. Definitely. So, so don't judge it. It's, it's about how do we help each other? And that's what United Way does. And when I say hope, you know, um, I sit there, you know, just this week, there's been a couple of things, but I think I shared a story with you that, you know, one day I was sitting in there getting my nails done at the salon I go to, which I love. And I saw a woman come in that she had to be down on her luck, but mm-hmm. she sat there and she got a manic- a pedicure and I watched the dirt fall off her feet. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to go over and help her. It, I, I just totally forgot about what I was doing. I want to go over and help you. And I remember I had flip-flops on and she got her feet cleaned up and I know that had to feel like just precious to her. I watched her put her dirty socks back on Mm. and I thought, oh, 
and from that day, that very day, we were raising, uh, getting socks for a United Way partner. And I was like, that's hope, a pair of socks. And then I went out and I was like, my husband and I went to the store and he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm buying socks. And I said, and we're keeping socks in our car from now on. Oh. He goes, why? And I said, because you just never know when someone's going to need a pair of socks. Yes. So it's with the blanket and the food and everything else. He goes, oh, Melody. But I said, that's what United Way is. It's that one moment that you're going to offer help. I mean, I was on the phone with some folks and we we're talking about 211 and all the services that wrap into 211. We didn't have that. You know, the face, we think there's a face of United Way, but I, or, or who we help. Right. I have team members that talk about the stories of United Way and they were there. Um, and if that's not what we're supposed to do on this earth, it is how do we help people in a moment when, you know what, that's all they have. It's on a tethered string. And we're the, the cord that's going to help them build some strength. And it isn't about, you know, I always say it's the heart that gives, the others on the other part. You just have to have the heart to give. And that's where United Way, they just step out and you never know that one. And if it saves one, it's been worth it. Oh, absolutely. That's beautiful, Melody. And I think exemplifies all you are and all you have to bring to United Way, which we're, I think we're really lucky to have such a, a warm heart leading us this next year. And you're right that there is no one um, stereotype person that we're helping. It is the whole community. And like you said, we're helping one person. That makes it all worth it. And that one person could be um, a mother, um, a leader, just someone that needs a little extra help. And that's what we're here for is to offer, like you said, united, we're united for hope, making that right. one person feel better, that's do right. better. Yes, be better. And then you had talked about um, caring for the whole person. I'm really interested in that because mental health is such a big issue access to mental health services is a barrier to a lot of people. Um, and then health access in general um, can be um, difficult. So from a health point perspective, but also from a leadership perspective and, and, and then having such a, a, a warm heart about it, I can see how it can be difficult, um, but that you're also in a position to make big change. So I'm really interested to hear about your thoughts on caring for the whole person and making sure everybody has access to good health care. Well, and you know what, if we could solve that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, and I appreciate when we say the body, mind and spirit, I really believe yeah. that. I think, um, you know, it's kind of like what's in your heart comes out your mouth or lodges in your head and comes out your mouth. Well, think about it. If our hearts are hardened, and it goes in, and our head can't think straight. That's right. Hearts are hard, and what's coming out of our mouth is not very good. Yeah. Um, so mental health, and, and here's the thing. Um, my family's been impacted by mental health. Um, you know, I have family members that I thank God every day, and I believe God put me in a position to be able to help my brothers and their mm -hmm. family um, and give life back to my family and give back to others. So when we talk about access to mental health, I, I'm absolutely committed to it. 
you know, there, I have lots of hands in our mission um, and our purpose for our existence is to empower the hands that heal to do what they do best. Um, but we have to get the hands like this. Okay. I can have the hands out, <laughs> sure. but if I can't have someone on the other side, you know, just trying to tether on to me, yeah. I've not done mission. So I think it's two points and, and I do believe Columbus and that's again, where I think United way is just, um, they're just leading the way is helping us review and look at how do we create that access? Where are those access points? And I have a wonderful board member, Lauren Chambers, who just joined our board recently. Oh, yes. And I love that woman. <laughs> and she spoke words that I would I have captured in my heart in special place because she said, you know, if if you're meeting the need, is it really meeting need? And you know, we try to go help, but do we really know what they want? Do we oh, yeah. really know what they need? So she invited me into lens of here's here's what the help needs to be here mm. because this is what we're hearing. So not saying, oh, come and this is how we're going to do it. It's yeah. how we're going to come to you and say, how do we help you? Okay. You know? And sometimes it's opening the door because people can't even open the door. And I believe that's United Way. We're opening the door for people who couldn't maybe even know here's the knob. We have to turn it and open it up because sure. you're giving them access to that. So creating access, number one, regardless of your age, where you're at, says, come in and let us help you, whether it's your mind, body, or spirit, what needs to be um, put back together. We're all a crazy puzzle. And there are days that, you know, you shake it up and you have to redo it. And there's a piece that's not quite in the, the, the puzzle the way it needs to be. We just have to help you get that puzzle back. So I have to be a part of that. That's why I've been committed at St. Francis when we were doing our residency program. I can't wait for someone to solve that for us. We yeah. have to be the solution. And, you know, we're going to hear in May if we get our residency program for psych and we've already gotten state support for that. Why? Because there is, but there's 95% of the people in America, if they want to be honest, truly honest, we all have situational times in our life that we benefit from having someone else Take a lens into us and help us with our thought processes. Yes. I have a coach. I have a yes. coach. I speak to her twice a month. Right. I pay good money for that. <laughs> it isn't that, oh, I need. No, she is. She helps me. It's yeah. my God who helps me. Well, I have that. Somebody else doesn't. So we have to create that. And that's my commitment. We have wonderful healthcare facilities here. And I was just on a call the, the other day, again, with our partners, our United Way partners that get the benefit of United Way. We had Mercy, we had the Department of Health, we had 211, all of us saying, wait a minute, let's all get together and figure out how do we create, here's the current state and the future state, and how do we, where are their gaps, and how do we partner with United Way and other partners within United Way to make that a, a um, the capability of knowing who needs help, when they need help, and how do we follow up with that and ensure yeah. they have wraparound services? And, you know, St. Francis, we get them in the acute phase. Sure. But when they leave here, what happens? Yeah. If I leave and you don't have a refrigerator, put your insulin in or no oh, running right. water or transportation to get to your doctor so that you can have follow-up care or get back home or get to a grocery store to have food or even have money to have the food. Yeah. 
um, then that is where I have a indeed a responsibility. And well, again, I look at United Way with St. Francis. Mm-hmm. We have a mission every month. Our Bradley Center has their own mission every month that they do. But why? It is so that there's awareness of our team members who benefit every day from this community to give back in one way they can give back and then acknowledge they have a role in creating a healthier community. Mm. And that's their role. This is what we do as a job, but our mission is much bigger than that. Right. There was a lot in that that I want to pull out. Like, is this one of the first times that the hospitals and two and one and United Way have all come together to try to talk about that aftercare, that um, wraparound aftercare service that, like you were saying, if somebody leaves um, care and they don't have a refrigerator for their insulin, is that is that something that's new or has it been ongoing and you're just perfecting it? Um, you know, I was going to say this thing called COVID that we've all been living in the last <laughs> yeah. It's not an excuse, but. I, you know, I came into this community right as COVID hit. Yeah, tough time. It was. And so I don't know that, you know, my muck boots are clearly in my closet and I've got them <laughs> and I am out of COVID. Right. And now it is, I think, all of us trying to figure out what's life after that. And I okay. think that an exaggeration of need because of it. Sure. Um, but now I think there is that, you know, I, I had Joel Amos from Piedmont. He was on mm-hmm. the phone with us. He was there as well. But we all were talking about it. Yeah. And we're going to get together again and we're going to have a cadence. We're going to use some A3 thinking to say this is bigger. And instead of spaghetti on the wall, let's do it right. Let's really know what we're trying to do. And the goal is that we have access to know what services people have gotten. How do we follow up? And it's in one source. Yeah. We can just be right there with them. And yeah, it really is the first time I think we're all around the table. And, um, you know, it was a Zoom call, but it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, we had Pat Frey on and others. It was just a wonderful call. And maybe we're all walking around it, but this time I believe we're going to get some stuff done. That's very exciting. Because mm-hmm. um, it really is, it does make it make a difference. That yeah. that person that you're sending home without a refrigerator will come back to you uh, worse off if you haven't followed up. And and whose responsibility is that? And how do you even track it? It seems so complicated, but somebody needs to do it. So I'm really glad that we're in that. Right. And 211 has that capability. Right. You know, I, I think the other thing, and I'm reminded this is my chief nursing officer, Elizabeth Later. She's so good. And she reminds our team all the time. And um, I have a name. And yes. it's Jimmy, who really wants another memory with his family. Or it's oh, Sally, who really sure. doesn't want to be in that situation. Because sometimes I think we dehumanize it. Absolutely. Man, You're just another start, number. Yeah. But you know what? Um, my Daniel, Daniel, you, this is you. And I know you don't want to be in that situation. And can you imagine with the mental distress that people who have support systems this last three years goodness gracious even with support systems our resilience has been impacted absolutely 
Oh my gosh, the need is huge. The need is huge. The other thing I wanted to follow up on is that you talked about your staff members having a mission and it being more than a job. And I don't know that all hospitals or even companies have that in, in leadership to support. So I think that that is incredible. Um, and, and just, again, leads to your heart and operating out of hope and warmth. And you want to make sure your staff knows that they are they're doing more than just a nine to five. I think that that's really incredible. And talk to me more about that. How did that come come to be? Well, Is I that something that you operated in before? I always think my why, you know, I always, I, I think I grew up again. I think that's that just that <laughs> healthcare, but why? Because there's okay. so many tough days, but I think, you know, why do, why do I get up and go to work every mm-hmm. day? Because there are days, and I don't care to admit it, that I just want to sit in here and go, sure, <laughs> you know, and the tears are in my eyes, and I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Because yeah. something people may or may not know about me, if they see me, my work ethic, my husband says that he, I give my heart and soul and my being to this job. He goes, I just want you back, mm. you know, and it is, that's because the work is an ending. And as a Kelly, as a, you know, my maiden name's Kelly, but it was no one ever leaves till the work is done. Yeah. So I see so much work that needs to be done. And so my why do I get up every morning? My why is I believe through the grace of God and through this amazing team working and co-elevating and my whole bunch of collaborators I have we can and will make a difference in this community. We have for over 70 years, and we're going to keep doing that. That there is partners like the United Way who we they just need our support behind them um, to, you know, they're our partners. They're my collaborators in this yeah. great mission called Create a Better Columbus um, in, in surrounding areas. So I think we're why people, uh, you know, that that's at the heart of every healthcare person, because if it wasn't there, there's all kinds of ways to earn money. Exactly. <laughs> but, but it's bigger than that. This yeah. is bigger than that. Um, I came out of quote unquote retirement. Yes. Money is at the end. I get paid for what I do, but any of us could go and do that. Mm-hmm. So even in orientation, when I, I get to speak to all the new people and I do every one of them that come in, I asked them, I said, you know, why do you wake up? And I asked them the words, because if you like your job, I like ice cream and I like sunshine and I like this book I'm reading here. I love my family. I love the job I have. Mm-hmm. I don't like everything about it sometimes, but when we use the word love, there is something about that's deep. Yeah. That's a, um, you know, I, I read this recently in an article that Brittany Luther, she's my kindred spirit and my Brene Brown fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I always try to think of gratitude with my team. Mm-hmm. We start off every meeting we have with three moments of gratitude, you know, and ask the team to share what they're grateful for. And this person took it one step further and it was stop a minute. We're grateful for all those, but what really down deep, what is it down deep here that, 
you're grateful for that, but what does that do to your why? And how does that help support what you're doing? You know, I'm grateful for the water that I get to take a shower in the man at night. I love my bed and my pillow, (laughs) but there are people that don't have a bed and a pillow. That's right. So why do I get up the next morning? Because guess what? I am helping someone find a bed and a pillow. Yeah. Wow, that's really inspiring, Melody. Thank you so much. So what, for the next campaign in United Way, um, you are our leader and we are so excited. What are some things that you're looking forward to? Um, you know, stories. Okay. I think, who, I think whoever tells the story wins. So we have to get at the heart of things, right? This is going to be a big campaign. I have to wait for everybody to tell me what we're going to do. <laughs> my ideas. Yeah. And I... And I I just think, you know, I always tell people don't put a lid on it. Don't put too many guardrails around it. Yeah. Then I say, everybody put your first grade hat on. Because, man, when you're a first grader, you don't look at the obstacles. You just run. Oh, I there, love that. There's a dinosaur at the end there. And my grandson, he, he'd never looked at an obstacle. In that airport, man, he was going to the dinosaur bone. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't keep up with him. That's what we have to do in United Way mm-hmm. is let's don't look at the obstacles. Let's look at the stories that will inspire the next generation. Yes. This generation to dig a little deeper, put a little more sweat equity out there, to envision the hope that we see, the future we see, and know that their part whatever that role is that that they could help us play in that part that they're leaving their thumbprint they're leaving their legacy and that's where I think this United Way when I think about the campaign and what we do here the the giving that happens Mm -hmm. and where that come from uh, the stories that my team tell Mm. I mean that's why we have such big campaigns here absolutely how do we inspire the stories and um, the mission and let it breathe, let it have life and just fullness and breath and just squirt it out there. Whenever <laughs> I start swishing with it, that it's, we're out, we're out of COVID. Get happy. Let's get up and get going. And uh, I am excited, scared, <laughs> you know, cause I'm sure. like, these are really big feet, but then you know what? Yeah. I'm quick to remember, like you said, Alex, that group that was in that room, I'm not alone. That's right. I've got a whole lot of people to the right and the left of me. They just need someone going, okay, if this is a roadblock, this is where we want to go. This is where we're trying to get in there. Where's the gap? Let's go. We're all smart people. Everybody's mission driven. That's right. They all know their why. And sometimes we're just going to remind the community of the why yes I love that I'm gonna adopt the put your first great hat on because I don't know about you or a lot of people listening but I can definitely get bogged down by the obstacles or you know what if my way into paralysis (laughs) sometimes if you and the people around you are inspired and you know that something needs to get done you just got to jump you've got to make the leap and you've got to do it so I'm definitely going to be putting my first grade hat on more often. I love that. Hey, listen, I did that in a leadership group one time. This is a true story. Everyone had to report to the leadership team 
with what they would wear in their first grade as a hat. Oh, and so would tell them about them. You know, I had some people not come and they needed to go and bring something back in there from their office. And I had people with calculators sitting on them. <laughs> and, um, but I do say that because as a first grader, all we see is possibilities. Yeah. And, and that's what United Way needs to have. We need people that, yeah, I, I have everybody telling me what I can't do. Mm-hmm. I need people to start saying, this is what we can. And that's why I like what our tagline at St. Francis is. Today is full of possibilities. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, why would we all get up in the morning? That's right. That is so true. I would just stay in bed. If there's no <laughs> possibilities, well, okay. What's the point? What's the Exactly, Lauren. Yeah. What's the point? Well, Alex, did you have anything else you wanted to add or ask? No, other than just giving Melody, I just have to give you props. It's amazing to talk with you and hear directly how much you care about people at an individual level, but our community at large and your vision for the community is inspiring. Um, You mentioned earlier that you at St. Francis does one of the best employee campaigns. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I think your connection to people and how you move and inspire people is reflected in that you're able to move people to get competitive and put their best into every project. And we really, we love that and are so inspired by that. So thank you again. I can't wait to what they did this year. (laughs) Every year has been a blast. Absolute blast. Well, Melody, is there anything else that we want that you want to talk about that we haven't covered? I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to each of you. Thank you to everyone who is involved in United Way and the staff that is at United Way. You all are servants' hearts. So I stand in awe of what you do every day um, because it's, it's the reminders to me when I go to those meetings of, you know, why on these tough days, I keep doing what I'm doing. And I think if we didn't have those partnerships sometimes, I would, I don't know that I would always be able to go, wow, they're trying as hard as I am. Yeah. And and again, where one of us are, that's not very strong. But if we combine that, um, that rope of three, God always said, and we're one binds of three, they can't tether the cord. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I think about United Way. You are just that cord that binds our community and we need to keep it super strong. And I am truly honored, um, scared a little. And I don't mean scared bad. I think you should be a little. Sure. Like, mm-hmm, got to put my game on. Um, um, but I am absolutely committed 100% to this team for giving me the honor of being able to do it and for the community and trusting me in such an important mission. It's going to be a great year. It is. Well, thank you. Thank you, Melody. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking time to chat with us. All right. You all have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. To catch a previous episode or find more about United Way, visit unitedcv.org. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here to chat with us.